Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable, coming to you from Beijing. I'm Lai Ming. Coming up on today's show, the 19th Asian Games wrapped up in China's southern city of Hangzhou. Today, we look back at the weeks-long competition event to relive the most exciting and touching moments. Also on today's menu, pre-cooked meals are the latest fashion in China's catering business. But when businesses seek to expand its reach into school cafeterias, they meet strong backlash from parents. What's going on here? You can share your views about Roundtable and the issues we discuss. Send us an email at ezfmroundtable@foxmail.com. Now, Roundtable, the curtain was called for the 19th Asian Games. In what ways has the games touched us? For today's discussion, I'm joined by Neil Holing and Yu Shun.、Uh, number one,、um, this Asian Games has been. Well, really spectacular is、uh, the games with the most items, competition items, and with the most、uh, member of participants at the event. It's also the most complicated to organize,、uh, so to speak, according to、uh, news coverage on this. And、uh, for the weeks-long event, there's been a lot of、uh, memorable events all going on there. And、uh, Yushun, why don't we start with you? Well, give us a brief intro of the of the Asian Games, and then. Perhaps something that you remember from the Wixlon event. Yes, and I think one of the most memorable moments of the Asian Games that we as citizens or ordinary people could think of is the medal tally, right? So this year, Team China bagged a total of three hundred eighty-three medals, including two hundred one gold, one hundred eleven silver, and seventy-one bronze, ranking first in the medal tally during the nineteenth. Asian Games, while Japan follows with 52 golds, while South Korea sits third with 42 golds. And、um, another thing that really impressed me is the Asian Games closing ceremony. Of course, it was held at the Hangzhou Olympic Sports Center Stadium, also known as the Big Lotus, with over 2,000 performers in action. And、um, I remember that I watched a, a kind of a short video that really impressed me. Is that?、Uh, There was a kind of a digital firework there, and、um, it was consist of like you know that kind of special effect and AR technology. And because we we watched the video and we saw that citizens actually in Hangzhou gathered outside of the stadium,、mm-hmm. tried to capture the spectacular firework by themselves by through their phones actually, but little they know that the colorful fireworks. We saw on television or online are digital, so they actually didn't see anything. But that also proves that you know, I know this is kind of a kind of humorous anecdote, but it also demonstrates how realistic and visually appealing these fireworks are. And、um, it through AR technology and these kind of special effects, and we can see, you know, this is so realistic, and we tr- we treat it as. Some kind of real and kind of greener firework. Yeah, definitely the green element, the high tech element is quite consistent when it、mm. comes to this year's Asian Game. Actually, ever since、um, the beginning of the torch relay, it was digital. The tor- torch digital torch relay was launched on June fifteenth this year, together with the physical one, and more than one hundred million netizens who pass on the torch by you know shaking their mobile phones have participated、oh. in the digital. 
digital uh, torch relay, and we call them Nong Chao Er. They've got this, you know, digital torch bearer name, Nong Chao Er. This is the one who's very fashionable and standing on the edge of fashion of the Asian game. I think it's quite interesting.、Mm-hmm. And as for the closing ceremony, there were quite many highlights. I have to say, at the very beginning, you see、uh, ladies wearing well. You know, looking forlorn, dancing with flower, and showcasing the lotus element. I think、mm. it's quite elegant and beautiful, especially again inconsistent with the opening ceremony. Quite a beautiful performance, and of course, like Yushun said, the flame just extinguished、uh, with the digital torch bearer, which. Made an appearance during the opening ceremony as well, so that's、right. a callback. Quite impressive. It's, in my opinion, very very lovely. We know that giant digital torch bearer returned to distinguish the flame on the Asian Games. While there were some, you know. Really great routine of more than two thousand performers on hand. So it's like digital plus physical, and it made the day. Yeah, and also cultural. I mean,、uh, ladies, young ladies, beautiful ladies, and going into the rivers or the lakes, trying to pick up a lotus seed has been an icon or a profile,、uh, being featured in Chinese poems dating back thousands of years from the Book of Poetry,、yeah. Shijing, and then later on, generations of uh, poets uh, wrote poems about about that image. I mean, it was suddenly、uh, embedded into the Chinese culture, and to see that being demonstrated、uh, alongside the Technology is certainly something that transcends time and space, and、uh, I hope, I, I sincerely hope that those、uh, at the venue、uh, understand the cultural background of that、uh, design and try and being able to appreciate it. And of course,、um, also the Nong Chao or the、uh, Tide Rider, I mean, certainly is a very innovative design to have members of the internet users getting.、Uh, Becoming a part of the torch relay. Did you participate? Well, I didn't do it. I'm, 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 not, I'm not young, <laughs> but、uh, he's not one of the Nong Chao Ers. <laughs> okay, so but I really like the idea of you know in, including all of the netizens to do a relay about the this kind of a you know torch barrier thing. And、um, and speaking of the torch barrier, I I watched that video and、um, during the ceremony. You know that was marvelous. That was so huge, the barrier. You know, and that kind of actually reminded me. I didn't, I didn't really check that if it's drones or just digitalized、um, images, but we can totally see that it was huge and it was、um, walking across the stadium and try to, you know, flame the, the torch, right? And yeah, we have to say that's kind of、um, you know technology that. Everybody is seeing nowadays, and I still remember back in the Olympic Games, there was a real person that is hanging on,、uh, like in the middle of the stadium, and try to do this. But now we can see it is totally digitalized, and、um, it is not. It is also as good as before. Mm-hmm. It's the future. I mean, both both the opening and closing ceremonies of these Asian Games has incorporated many elements, trying to attract people on over the internet to participate. I mean, that certainly that's the future. People spending are spending more and more time in the cyberspace as we speak. 
But also, I mean, for a grand event like this, it's also important to be there and feel the vibe in、mm. person. And for that, I got、uh, we we talked to our, our correspondents、uh, in Hangzhou and Brandon Yates, and we asked him that question: What were some of the most memorable and iconic moments from the Asian Games that left a lasting impression on him and other audience and athletes? And that's he does hear what he has to say. I guess some of the most memorable and iconic moments from the Asian Games would be the opening ceremony. We could see、um, the light performance that was put onto the CBD of Hangzhou from our hotel room as well, and that was really spectacular to see. And of course, we saw all of the the spectacular、um, opening ceremony theatrics on our TV as well. So that was really amazing to watch. And then, yeah, just quite a few sporting moments. One that jumps to mind was watching the Team China mixed doubles pair in badminton win on home ground in front of their home province、uh, fans. That was really fantastic to watch. We also saw some really world-class table tennis action. We also saw Zhang Chenwen and Zhang Jijin win、um, the women's and men's singles title in tennis on their home ground as well. So that was also fantastic to see. I guess those were some very iconic sporting moments that I will remember for for quite some time. Yeah, right. That was Brandon Yates giving us her, his observation、uh, in real person、uh, at the event, and of course, the Asian Games is the, a grand event for the athletes and for the general public、uh, as well, and. In fact, for the average audience, I mean, we often pay attention to the spectacles being featured at the opening and closing ceremony. But in fact, it's more than that. It's, it's about, about competition. It's about sportsmanship.、Yeah. And so, as such, there are many、uh, people to watch out for, to have to to to、uh, to attract our attention, to have attracted our attention at the event. I mean,、uh, what would be the、um, High highest profile figures that we can think of right now after this event. Well, I have to say the selected MVPs are the MVPs in my heart as well. I didn't used to know there is this title of MVP. Actually, ever since the 1998. Eight Asian Games. The Olympic Council of Asia has been on the lookout for the cream of the crop, the MVP of each edition of the games. So this is basically about honor the exceptional athletes who have not only outperformed themselves but also achieved remarkable breakthroughs during the fierce competition. And this year we are actually looking at a very unique situation because we have a you know situation where two athletes were jointly awarded. As the most valuable player of the game, so、uh, they are Zhang Yufei and Tan Qin Haiyang. So Zhang Yufei, 25, clutched six titles in her signature events, and Qin Haiyang, 24, pocketed five golds and a silver on his second Asian Games. And、uh, they are, you know, swimmers. And、right. I think this、uh, award goes to swimmers a lot. Right.、Um, actually. Throughout history, swimming's big names have consistently dominated the race for the MVP title. And out of the past six Asian Games MVPs, an impressive four of them have been swimmers.、Mm. Mm-hmm. And there were also、uh, world records being set at this event.、Uh, according to the organizing committee, there were 15 world records as well as 37 Asian records and、uh, 170 Asian Games records broken during the Hangzhou Asian Games. And、uh, Chinese shooter、uh, Shen Lihao clinched the gold medal with a new world record with 253.3 points in the men's. 10-meter air rifle. 
Chinese shooters Li Yuehong, uh, Liu Yangpan, Wang Xinjie set a new world record with 1,765 points in men's 25-meter rapid-fire pistol team. So, um, on top of challenging uh, human humanity's limits uh, in physics, uh, it is also a, a place for us to transcend our differences. I mean, we had a chance to look at Atlas. Um, really becoming friends, showing signs of friendship to fellow competitors and at this venue. And uh, um, Hangzhou has showcased China's openness and vitality to guests from various Asian countries and regions, while also building bridges of friendship and communication. This uh, we've seen repeatedly on our competition venues, um, both in diving and swimming and uh, track and field. Yes, and also we can see that the interactions between the athletes from different countries actually is very cute and aroused a lot of um, you know discussion online. And we can see the scene where athletes from China, Japan, and South Korea, like they're comforting each other and left the field together after the men's 1,500 meter final was captured by many media outlets and received countless likes on Chinese social media. And this hashtag of this three. Um, athletes comforting each other garnered nearly 100 million views on Weibo, which is Chinese equi- equivalent of Twitter. It's funny to see how um, regular audience react to these little moments. Sometimes when the athlete, you know, it's totally understandable when they sometimes lose their temper and mm. act not that friendly because, you know, it's like, Every four years, and it's you competition. are—it's competition. It's on top of—it's the the again the crown, and you are striving for it. So it's only natural that they lose their temper sometimes. But when is when it's the moment you see them comforting each other, when they can accept a—I don't think it's a loss. It's just a second best, very gracefully, and when they congratulate each other, you just saw the sparks in humanity, and that mm. is very very lovely. Mm-hmm. And. Actually, I saw this uh, again, another story. It's not necessarily the interaction between the athletes and the reporter oh, and the other athletes, but more about the athletes and reporters, because there are so many athletes there and not everyone can gather as much attention as the gold medalists. So sometimes they just go there, compete, didn't really get an word, mm. but they they also have a good story. And I saw this lovely story of uh, this person, actually, his name is Muhammad Rihan Shiham. Um, he came 19th out of 20 in the 400 individual medley and trains in the 25 uh, meter pool. Mm-hmm. So he's a swimmer. But in his training, actually, he said he broke the record just now by 0.9 seconds. He didn't perform that well in the actual action in the game. But during the training, he was quite good. And there was this reporter stopped him and asked him why he looked so happy. And he mm-hmm. told his story. I think it's a really lovely story. And of course, a record breaking in the game is the most important but like Liming said actually breaking record for yourself and it's just striving for the best for him for the human beings is 
all uh, well. It's what this game is about. There are only a few common languages that mankind shares、uh, because we all speak different languages,、uh, literally. But music and sports is one of the are one of the few common languages that we can share and that we can find common ground.、Uh, when it comes to sports, it's really important for us to realize that we as human beings have our own limitations. I mean,、uh, the fast, how fast? I mean, how fast you? No matter how fast you can run, you can't outrun a car, right? But、uh, again, I mean, just because we have our own limitations is also、uh, important for us to continue challenging us to to see to push the boundaries. Are human capabilities, and this is a venue. Sports is a venue,、uh, especially top-notch world、uh, sports competitions. It's a venue for us to know our limits and also to push our boundaries. And uh, uh, in that case, everybody,、uh, no matter where you come from, which country or region you come from, I mean, you are together here in, in challenging that. So that's、uh, that's what I get from、uh, watching the, and following the Asian Games. And uh, again, um, this has been a, a very, very important event, and everybody、uh, at the event should have their own uh, uh, perspectives and, and their own takeaways. Um, we also talked to another、uh, correspondent that we've dispatched to the to Hangzhou to cover the event, and he's Hangzhou,、uh, he's Yang Guang, and and he had that question. Have there been any feedbacks or comments from athletes, officials, or spectators regarding their experiences at the Asian Games? Let's hear this. Ah,、uh, yes. Basically, what we've heard from the participants about the Hangzhou Asian Games are all very positive.、Um, we've talked with some athletes. One Philippine tennis player called Alexandra Yala says it's her first time to live in an athlete's village, and the facilities, the service are. Highly satisfying, and、uh, she particularly likes the experience of living around all fellow athletes from other countries and regions, and、um, share experience with them.、Uh, it made her feel like it's、uh, a big Asian family community. One Singaporean hurdler says competing in Hangzhou this time feels like participating in the Olympics.、Uh, we've got these kinds of、um, comments all the time when we talk to. Fellow journalists, new athletes, and coaches—they said that considering the scale of this event, it looks like it does look like the Olympics. I think it's kind of true because the Asian Games has more sports than the Olympics, and this time the number of participating athletes is more than that of the Tokyo Olympics in 2021. A 15-year-old Singaporean diver who was the youngest athlete we talked with this time said he thinks that this Asian Games is top-notch,、uh, which I think should represent many other、um, participants' opinion about the experience in Hangzhou. Mm-hmm. People's positive feedback about this Asian Games has a lot to do with the way the events has been organized, but also maybe a lot to do with the location or the city where it's hosted. Hangzhou, we know, is a beautiful city. It's a tourist city,、uh, very well known for the West Lake, and、uh, um, it's been popular among Chinese tourists for I don't know how many hundreds of years. In fact, so.、Um, But it's always been famous、uh, for domestic tourists and, and travelers, and this is obviously a very important occasion、uh, at Asian Games for、uh, overseas travelers to get to know the city. And I wonder, hosting this、um, world-level competition event、uh, would have an impact on. 
on promoting the the influence and the profile of the city. And what are people? What are the legacy、uh, for Hangzhou going forward? Because we've done reporting on Olympic Games and Winter Games, and、uh, it's always. Well, it's always at the end of the at the end of the game. It's always、um, the question: What is the legacy? I mean, why hosting that event, and what 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 waits for us at the end of the line? Before we jump the gun、uh, to talk about what's left for Hangzhou, actually, if we can take a look at the sports consumption for this year's Asian Games first, because over three million tickets were sold for the Asian Games, leading to a revenue of six hundred and ten million yuan, which is around eighty-five million U.S. dollars, and an attendance rate of ninety-two percent. Quite impressive. The highest attendance rate reached two hundred and ninety thousand October the first. We know since October, actually before October the first, we、mm. this year have seen a、um, let's say really long holiday of eight days, and the. Tangzhou has become the top three domestic tourist destinations during the eight-day holiday, with the overall tourism orders during the Asian Games skyrocketed by two hundred and seventy-nine percent year on year. That's really quite impressive, and we see this tourism boom. Domestic and international tourists gathered in the city of Hangzhou to witness the charm of the city, have fun with the games, and appreciate the lovely city. And when it comes to legacy. I think the first, very first thing you can think of is the infrastructure, the facilities, the venues that's been left. But I have to say there are not many because all, although there are fifty six competition venues that's been used in the Hangzhou Asian Games, actually only twelve were newly built with renovation、um, ahead of new builds and the rentals. Prioritized over purchases. So basically, what we're seeing here is we are already using some of the legacies left by previous games, different、mm-hmm. kinds of sports games, and it's the same for this year's Asian Games. That is, we build really fantastic, good venues that can be used for citizens in Hangzhou, that can be used by other international competitions. But at the same time, we also want to make sure it's sustainable, it's green, it's really. Friendly to the ecosystem, and that is quite,、um, I would say, amazing. Right. We asked uh, earlier uh, Yang Guang the same question: Were there any lessons learned in terms of sustainability that could be applied to future sporting events? And here is his answer. First of all, I think the construction of the competition venues is something the following host cities or countries of big sporting events can take notes from. The Hangzhou Sports Center Stadium or the Big Lotus used 67% less steel than Beijing's Bird's Nest, and it's of the similar size and the capacity of the Bird's Nest.、Uh, the improvement in architecture technologies has largely reduced the carbon and the material use for venue construction. And、uh, this time at the Media Village, there's also.、Um, Very special activity to encourage green and low carbon life. Media personnel like us、um, can get special gifts like paints and or other Asian Games themed souvenir by recycling certain number of empty plastic bottles, milk cartons, or not using room service to collect points.、Um, this is a very innovative way to promote green living, which I think should be kept for the f- future sporting events. 
of course, and sustainability has always been uh, an issue of concern uh, for, for the Chinese and well, internet users as well as people around the world. And, and uh, yes, also aside from these kind of infrastructure and uh, facilities that build and left in Hangzhou, I think also the benefits brought by the Asian Games for the humanity is also very important. Um, I believe the citizens of Hangzhou also gained something from this event before, because before the Asian Games began, we saw that many news about Hangzhou residents collectively learning English to welcome <laughs> people from various yeah, countries. Right, happened、um, in Beijing as well. <laughs> right, so、um, I think this not only allowed the citizens to engage. In with、uh, different cultures, but also you know created some wonderful memories for all of these citizens and for them to cherish this kind of memory together.、Mm-hmm. So instead of well, on top of、uh, <laughs> physical legacies in the forms of the venues and infrastructure, there's also the soft legacy or the、right. cultural legacy of、uh, of a city of people really looking forward to embrace an overseas guest and along and in turn、uh, the culture that's brought in from these games. I mean that's certainly a very we always known、uh, Hangzhou as a tourist city as such. It should be very open to outsiders, outsiders from outside the city, outside the country. And now we have an occasion to really、uh, see, really witness that.